Brother Owens, we love you. We're glad that you're here. Once again, I want you to take your liberty tonight. Whatever, whatever you feel in the Holy Ghost, you just obey God. We want to hear from the Lord, don't we? Let's say it again tonight. Brother Owens, preach to me. Would you say that, Brother Owens? Preach to me. God bless you. Can we love him? Can we love him? Let's love him. Let's lift our voice and love him from the bottom of our heart. Oh, not just with our lips, but from our heart. I love you, Jesus. 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 God, my love you merely means I love you. God, my I worship you really means I worship you. Oh, hallelujah. God, I surrender all really means I surrender all. Oh, I praise you today. I praise you today. I praise you today. I praise you today. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name today. Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated momentarily. I, I do, again, appreciate the honor to be here, the invite. I don't take it lightly to stand in this pulpit and preach the word of the Lord, but I humbly accepted the invitation and I want to do my best to be a hand or a, a tool in the hand of God amen we need him folks and so much m the more as we see the day approaching amen we are in a race the coming of the Lord the end of time and we need to work why it's day because the night is coming when no man can work I want to work in his field I want to work in his field again I I uh, give honor to the Lord. We want to please Him. I want His will accomplished here tonight. Amen. Give honor to your pastor and his wife. We love them. Precious people. Precious people to us. And uh, as I said this morning, we're spiritually related. We got that spiritual DNA. We got that Davis blood flowing through our veins. My cousin's over there. <laughs> Amen. That spiritual family tree. And uh, my, my. To whom much is given, much is required. We give honor to the, the Church of the Living God that's here tonight. And I appreciate the songs we're saying, the words that were spoken. Brother Hilton, Pastor Hilton, your testimony was all over what I'm going to, the Lord has put on my heart, the songs, the comments you made. I was watching Brother Jared Hilton there worship, leading in worship, hungry for God, not trying to embarrass him, but. Uh, he was doing that 10 years ago when I preached here. That means a lot with God. Hand of the Lord is on him. And uh, again, I'm not trying to embarrass him, but uh, that zeal, that desire, and that pure hunger for the Lord. Hallelujah. Just feel a touch for you, man. God's going to do something in your life. When we seek after the Lord, let's worship the Lord here a minute. Lift your voice, lift your hands with me. Stand to your feet and lift your hands with me. Sweat on the Lord.
Let's love him, church. Let's love him. Come on, lift your voice with me. Come on, let's praise him. I want to wait on the Lord a minute. Let's wait on the Lord. The Holy Ghost has put his, none of these men knew what I was preaching tonight. And the Holy Ghost is here. Even remarks Pastor Riggin has made. The Holy Ghost is here. God really don't want you fighting this battle by yourself. So wait on the Lord just a couple more minutes here. Come on. I read that sign, the year of depth. That's a little more than a cute cliche. That's what we're going after this morning. That's what we're going after tonight. That's not just a cute cliche to put on a sign. We need the depth of the Holy Ghost. It's time to do business in great waters. They that do business in great waters see his wonders in the deep. His wonders are not in shallow waters. His wonders are not in shallow waters. His wonders are in the deep. The miraculous, the move of the Holy Ghost is in the deep. Come on, let's worship him. I feel broken before the Lord today. Let's do some business in great waters tonight. What do you say? Let's do some business in great waters. Let's crucify this flesh and let's go into the deep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. While you're standing, will you turn with me to the book of Psalm 35? Psalm 35.
read our text from there tonight. Amen. I appreciate all the, the food. I've enjoyed staying in the Riggins home. It's a beautiful place. And I, you know, I got this bad habit of claiming things around here as my second home. So bear watch out. I may claim that basement as my second home. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Yeah, until Amanda gets here and kicks me out of it. <laughs> Amen. We'll uh, uh, have enjoyed it. It's it's comfortable. It's you know, food today. Fellowship. Amen. Help us, Holy Ghost. Psalm 35. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take a hold of the shield and buckler. The shield is the big thing in front that stops the arrows and the spears the buckler is a, a short little shield that's kept close you know if the enemy gets around the big shield you can stop the, the close-up attacks draw out so or stand up for my help draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me and say unto my soul I am thy salvation let them be confounded and put to shame I seek after my soul let them be turned back and brought to confusion to devise my hurt let them be as a chaff before the wind let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which for without cause have they digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he hath hid catch himself. Into that very destruction let him fall. Woo! What a mouthful this man's praying under the inspiration of God. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, and it shall rejoice in his salvation. I don't want to try, try not to, no promises, but I'm going to try not to hold you as long as I did this morning. And uh, I know, I don't know who coined the saying, but the, the mind can only receive as long as the seat can endure. And... Uh, I probably had another 35 minutes of that message this morning that I could have preached, but the Holy Ghost is, you know, so let him work that out. But tonight, these are both of these messages today, these thoughts, and this one here was the first one that came to me sitting in my church when I was praying about coming here. And I want to talk to you tonight about when God turns the tables on the devil. When God turns the tables on the devil. You go from being the chase to the chaser. You go from being the persecuted to the persecutor. You go be from the one being pushed to being the one that pushes back. I'm ready to see God turn the tables on the devil. I believe, I know. God's ready to turn the tables on the devil for Truth Church. I'm not here to preach you a cute little message. If I didn't have a word from God, I wouldn't waste my time here. I'm here to tell you what thus saith the Holy Ghost. I made a deal with God a long time ago. I wasn't going. If he didn't send me, I wasn't preaching when he wasn't saying I've come to tell you it's time to turn the tables on the devil. 
Can we lift our hands and love him one more time? Come on, there's something deep trying to move in this place today. It's been here all day. Let's go after it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go after it. Hallelujah. God bless you. you. May be seated. Thank you for standing out of the reading of the word of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I like to, you know, you hear these little cliches growing up. When I got older, I got curious about them. I like to go look them up and see what they mean. You know, somebody say that's water under a bridge or, or that's water off a duck's back. I'll be there, good Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise. I got curious about some of those one day, and this is one of them turning the tables, you know, the tables have turned. Well, somebody turned the table, you know, where did this come from? What's this, this all about? You know, it, uh, you know it, it's kind of cool, it's something weird I like to do. They told me all my life, you know, good Lord willing, the creeks don't rise. Anybody ever heard that? And uh, I always thought, you know, it's talking about a flood coming up out of the river, the, out, of the, out of the creek, and and uh, you know the water would prohibit you from getting there. I come to find out that was talking about the Creek Indians. They were known for going on the war path and being hostile, and that's where that came from. The good Lord willing, and the Creek Indians don't rise up against us, we'll be there. You didn't know that, did you? I just taught you something. All right, service is dismissed. That was the word of the Lord today. Not really, but I look. I, this is one of those turning the tables, and it's an old old saying about 400 years old, an idiom that's about 400 years old. It means to reverse one's position relative to someone else by turning a position of disadvantage into one of advantage to cause a complete reversal of the state of affairs. To turn the tables means to reverse fortunes, to cause the dominant adversary to become the weaker participant and the weaker participant to become the dominant one. This come from board games and like backgammon and Othello. Has anybody ever played Othello? Anybody know what Othello is? You say, uh-huh, somebody. Yeah, I like, I like Othello. And uh, if you never played it, you need to go buy one and play it. And uh, it's basically a game. You have white pieces and you have the black pieces and you have a board that is green and black checkers. And when you're playing, I have a little display. I didn't bring one with me, but when you... When you're playing that game, where it was called in no English word, it also meant it was called reversing. It was another name they called it, which we get the word reverse. But basically, you start out, you have a, uh, if you can picture this image with me in your mind, you start out with a white piece here and directly diagonal another white piece there and a black piece in the opposite corner. So you have white, black, white, black. If you can picture that two on top of each other, one white piece and one black piece. And determine on who gets to go first, they will put a piece down beside it. And so you got, you start out, everybody starts out even. And you put a white, if you say you was the white team and you went first, you would put a white one on the other side of that black one that was on, that had the white one on the other side. And so 
that black piece would be between two of the white pieces placed and you would flip that black there that white over because it was white and black on each side and you would flip it over and you would have three white pieces and then it would be the black team's turn and it's a game of strategy you go back and forth and it's a constant flipping of the sides and, and as it really gets going you get into it it's a pretty pretty neat game and with one piece when you put it down you can be winning and whoever has the most color the most pieces at the end of the game is the one who wins uh, and I've literally played, you know, I've been playing the game and I've been on both sides of it. And you look like you're losing and all of a sudden you see a move and you put one down and it scatters everywhere, everywhere between uh, where, where you place a white piece down all over the board. If you have black pieces that are between one white and another white one, you can turn all those pieces in between over. And you can literally flip uh, the color of the entire board. But part of the strategy is... Uh, and the game can change real quick. That's why they call it reversing. And later on, they come on and call it Othello. But the biggest part of the strategy is trying to get to the corners without your opponent catching you. Because typically, those who own the most corners are going to win the game. Because you can't put a piece on the other side when it's in the corner. Once you got the corner, you got the wall beside you, you're good. And everywhere you put a white piece, or if you're the black team, wherever you put the black piece, however the case may be, you place it out there. You've got those corners. And the more corners you have, the better off you are. A real good game is when you got two opponents that have, uh, that have uh, two corners apiece. It gets really interesting. And you're trying to place this down. And then constantly, you can look and you can be celebrating. <laughs> I got you there. Look at that. I got about 20-some, I think, 32, 33 pieces, 32 of each pieces, 33 pieces and win the game. Yeah, once you're at the end, you can look at it and say, man, I got 28. But your, your opponent can put one down in the right place and flip half of those. And the whole game can turn just like that. Uh, that's that kind of game where it comes uh, from uh, turning the tables. When you place that down there and you was losing your last turn, it didn't look good for you. But this turn, it has flipped and the entire spectrum has changed. Uh, you have now turned the tables on your opponent. Or vice versa. Can I tell you, that's how it is a lot of times. Uh, in winning, when you're living for God, uh, it will look like the darkness is winning, if you will. It will look like uh, all hope is gone. It will look like you're in the valley, the shadow of death, uh, and you're not coming out of it. It'll look like the church is going down, and you're going to be lucky if the doors stay open. You're going to look, it looks like you're losing. Uh, but God has this habit uh, of turning the tables on the devil. God has this habit of opening the eyes of the servant uh, and letting him see that they that are for us uh, be more than they that are against us. Uh, we just didn't know it at the time. God has this habit uh, of sending a David out of nowhere uh, that is gonna take down Goliath uh, and turn the tables on the devil, uh, if you will. Uh, can I tell you, when the enemy comes in like a flood, uh, don't throw in the towel. Uh, that ain't the time to quit. Uh, that's not the time to quit praying. That's not the time to throw up your hands and walk away. Uh, that's not the time to stay home and miss church. Uh, that's not the time to have dead church. Uh, that's not the time to not rejoice when you're singing the songs of Zion. Uh, that's the time to keep on coming to the house of God. Uh, 
That's the time to go back to the altar and pray one more time. Why? Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, uh, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard uh, against it. Uh, he will turn the tables on the devil. Not one time. He'll do it every time if you will stay the battle. Can we love him? Hallelujah. That ain't the time to skip church. Why? Because one word from God can change the entire spectrum. Uh, yeah, man. One church service can change the entire spectrum. Uh, for 20 years, she was bound by a spirit of an infirmity. Uh, but she'd come to church one night, uh, and Jesus got up and he looked at her and he said, Woman, thou art loosed. Uh, be thou loose from thy infirmity. Uh, I bet she was glad she didn't miss that night. Uh, I bet she was glad she didn't say, I'm too sick. Uh, I got an issue and I don't feel like going. Uh, she said, No, uh, I'm coming feebly back uh, to the house of God. Uh, and that was the night uh, she got her answer. Uh, hey, man, I'd be in those doors every time they're open up. Why? Because God is going to turn the tables on the devil. Just one move can reverse the entire spectrum. You can go from being the loser to the winner. You can go from being sick to being healed. You can go from being spiritually crippled to being mounted up with wings as eagles. You can go from being dead and dry to be anointed of the Lord. Amen. You just got to let God do his saying in his time and let God turn the table on the devil. Let's love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Paul and Silas was just one good song from being the prison doors being opened up. Did you catch that? Paul and Silas was just one song away from the rival coming. And not just their doors being opened up, but everybody else's being opened up. Not just their bands being loose, but everybody around them being loosed. Uh, how many's quit church just one song away uh, from their, their deliverance? Uh, how many's quit coming back? Uh, they was just one message away uh, from getting what they needed. Uh, how many uh, has walked, lost out with God? Uh, how many sitting here today is teetering uh, and you're just one song away uh, in faith uh, from getting what you need? You're just one good shout away. You're just one good breakthrough away. You're just one good Holy Ghost prayer meeting away. The devil knows that. The devil has this habit. You can be seated. He understands. He's been defeated. He's a defeated foe. He's been whipped by God more times than one. That's why he's going to come with everything he's got. That's why when you're on, you know, Paul and Silas, they was just after, they was just following after the dream. They was following after the Macedonian vision. They heard the cry, come and help. Come and help us. And he took off after that. They was doing the will of God and they was pursuing it. And in the middle, pursuing revival, if you will. In the middle, pursuing the move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They wound up in prison for preaching the gospel. They were walking around and there was a girl. That was a soothsayer. Divination. It was following around. Two guys that owned her. And she was crying, these be the men of the most high God. These be the men of the most high God that show us the way. Yeah. Listen to them. And after many days, Paul had enough of that. And he looked at her. And he said, come out of her. And he cast the devil out of her. 
And that same hour, that spirit come out. Those guys lost their prophet. They drugged them to the court. They beat them. They put them in prison. All he was trying to do was trying to do the will of God. And if they'd have been like a lot of us, they'd have been sitting there saying, I didn't deserve this. If they'd have been like some of us, they'd have been sitting there going, how can this be possible? All I did was set out to do the will of God and I landed in prison. Where's God in this act? Amen. We got our cuffs on. We got our, you know, our leg shackles on and we're in the inner prison. And we're locked in here. Without, we didn't do anything. Just trying to help somebody. Just looking for someone. Just obeying God. If they'd have been faithless, they'd have said, God, you left me. God, you did me dirty. God, you left me high and dry. It's midnight. It's the darkest hour. Paul, what you gonna do? You gonna quit? You gonna curse God and die? You gonna say, hey, let me out of here. I take it back and I'm gonna go sell insurance somewhere. Have me a nine to five job and make a good living and forget all this. It ain't worth it anymore. I'm tired of this fight. I'm tired of this battle. I'm tired of coming to serve. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. The service after service. I'm tired of sitting there. Amen, amen, and just being dead and nothing happening. You gonna walk away? God's not here anyhow, it looks like. Amen, uh-uh. What you gonna do? In the midnight. Paul and Silas sing praises unto God. They begin to sing. And in one move, the entire spectrum changed. With one song, the entire dynamics changed. One song, and the prison began to shake. God began to do something. Bars began to open up. Amen. Chains fell, and their dream walked in. The man of Macedonia walked in and said, Sirs, what must I do? Oh, my God, are you just... Don't quit now. Don't give up now. Don't quit believing for revival now. You don't know. You don't know. You're just one song away. You're just one service away. You're just one more service from dragging yourself here and saying, I don't feel it, but I'm going to give God everything I got. I'm going to worship him with all my heart one more time. I'm going to love him with everything I have. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to pray one more time. I'm going to back the preacher one more time. Time. I'm going to run one more lap. I'm going to dance one more time. I don't care if I feel it. It's not predicated upon feeling. I'm doing it because he's worthy. And I got this function telling me God's going to turn the tables on the devil. Come on, somebody love him. Ah, oh, come on. He cut out my shot, Amanda. God's going to place his peace and the whole board's going to change. I'm going to go from losing to winning. I'm going to go from being inferior to being dominant in the Holy Ghost. Can I preach to you in the Holy Ghost tonight? If you'll let him, only if you'll let him, only if you'll let him, God will turn the tables on the devil for true church. If you'll let him, but if you don't let him, he'll find somebody that will. If you don't let him, he'll raise a Trinitarian up and put him 10 miles down the road, and by God, they'll do it. Come on, don't let somebody else have your revival. Don't let somebody else have your move of God. Amen. If you ain't willing to fight, God will find somebody that will. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
Life and death is set before us tonight. I'm telling you, God stands ready. God stands ready to turn the tables for this church. And he's watching you. He's watching you. He's observing you. He wants to see how bad you want it. He wants to see if you're playing games or if you really mean it. Do you really want authority over the devil? Or do you want to play games with the world and hold hands with God? the Holy Ghost. I don't think you realize how serious this is. I feel something here. I don't think you realize how serious this is. Life and death is set before you. Blessing and cursing is set before you. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, if you want it, God will flip this thing around. God will fill this church with hungry people. God will use you. I prophesy to you in the Holy Ghost. If you want it, if you want it, I'm the Lord stand ready to do it. But if you don't want it, I will find me someone else, saith the Lord. I will see that one weeping in the night that nobody saw. I will see that one that God wants to use. Amen. That is willing to be a vessel if you will not pay the price I the Lord have one in this city that will come out I feel the Holy Ghost I got this feeling there's some people here that want it there's some people here that's going after it there's some people here that want and are ready for God to turn the tables on the devil Hey, that Holy Ghost war hoop, don't bother me, buddy. We need to hear a whole lot more. Woo! I feel like kicking something. My God, it's time to get up off your spiritual duff and go after victory. It's time to go after something. God is ready to give it to you if you want it bad enough. ready to break the spirits of hell that's been sitting on your revival. God's ready to break the spirits of hell. Amen. That's been holding your family back. Amen. But you got to want it. He's looking for desire. He's looking for somebody to say, I'm not accepting these chains. I'm not accepting this deadness in my soul. I'm not giving up. God's going to turn the tables on the devil. Feel after him here, man. Hold on. Come on. I'm preaching to the hungry tonight. You want this. You want this. And I'm telling you, God's here to give it to you. Your prayers aren't neglected. Your prayers aren't neglected. Don't get lost in the delay. Woo! Just hold on. When you're going after God, the angel's on your side, Moses, Joshua, Israel. But don't provoke him. Folks, I didn't mean to step this deep, but we're in some deep water tonight. But don't provoke him. 
He don't fight for you. He fights for God. And if you're on God's side, he'll fight for you. But if you turn on God and you go not after his will, Moses, that angel will turn on you. I want the angels on my side, folks. Angels of the Lord and camp around about them that fear him. I want the angels on my side. I want to be on God's side. See what happens with this. You may be seated. The seas of Jerusalem. The thing I read and study, 70 AD. They destroyed the second temple and they burnt Jerusalem. Between 66 and 636, Israel emptied itself were emptied of its Jewish population, and the Jews were scattered throughout the Roman Empire. I believe that was Titus, when that Titus that came in and did that thing, it was Titus. Come in, they destroyed that. And uh, I love the Six-Day War. I have read all kinds of stuff about that. I just love it. It's God's people. It's fascinating to me. And uh, on May 14, 1948, in Tel Aviv, the Jewish agency chairman David Ben-Gurion proclaimed the state of Israel. Establishing the first Jewish state in 2,000 years. Ben-Gurion, if I'm saying that right, became Israel's first premier. In the distance, the rumble of guns could be heard from fighting that broke out between the Jews and Arabs immediately following the British army withdrawal earlier that day. Egypt launched an air assault against Israel that evening. Let me pause and say this. Uh, if you study the history, when they were scattered and the Ottoman Empire controlled Jerusalem and Israel, uh, you know, a lot of them were in New York. A lot of them were in Britain. They'd been scattered all over like the Lord said they would. But some of the land come up for sale, and they started buying it under different named companies. And a lot of the Ottoman Empire didn't realize it was the Jews that was buying back their own land. They wanted them out of there. And, uh, and so uh, Egypt launched an air assault against Israel that evening. Despite a blackout in Tel Aviv and the expected Arab invasion, Jews celebrated the birth of their new nation, especially after... Word was received that the United States had recognized the Jewish state. At midnight, the state of Israel officially came into being upon the termination of the British mandate in Palestine. The entire old city, including the Temple Mount, the Western Wall, and the other holy sites had been put under the control of the Jordanians. <clears throat> uh, venerable synagogues of the old city had been left in ruins. For nearly two decades afterwards, Jews were not allowed to enter Jerusalem walls or pray inside the city. All that changed in June 1967. On May 15th, 1967, as the people of Israel celebrated Independence Day, uh, they call it Yom, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, at Zamat, that's, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. The Israel government received uh, some bad news. Uh, the Israeli government learned of Egyptian forces massing in Sinai. In the Sinai, under the command of Gamal Abdel Nasser, Egypt, Syria, and Jordan, along with Iraq, went on alert and placed their forces on war footing, ready for invasion and war against Israel. Israel declared the closing of the Straits to be an act of war, but the nation cowered at the thought of facing the combined forces of Egypt, Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, and Russia even played a part in that. The Allied forces could boast nearly half a million troops almost twice what Israel could muster, even with its reserves. Backed by the Soviet Union, 
There they are. The Arabs possessed more than twice the number of tanks, four times the number of aircraft Israel had. Israel turned to the United States for help, but the United States, fearful of Arab state Soviet allies, refused to intervene. The Arab nation gleefully anticipated the coming massacre. The president of Iraq declared the existence of Israel is an error which must, must be rectified. This is our opportunity to wipe out the ignominy which has been with us since 1948. Our goal is clear, to wipe Israel off the map. But God had another plan. God had another plan. The Israelis solemnly prepared for a massive slaughter. They readied hospitals and designated whole nation park, national parks as cemeteries for the anticipated casualties. A spirit of fear and despair hung over the nation. It seemed that the dream of a Jewish state so recently realized, this is only 19 years later, folks, was about to be snuffed out. People spoke uh, pessimistically of a looming second holocaust. But a few rabbis and holy men predicted a miraculous salvation. Uh, the, uh, I'm not going to say it. For example, predicted God's intervention in a great victory. He quoted the verse, uh, uh, his last name was Rabbi. All the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And they was quoting that verse, the few that was holding on and believing God, Deuteronomy 28 and 10. There was a saying, I saw pictures of some of this, that they had dug up deep trenches for mass casualties. And there was a saying that went around with the last Jew leaving Israel, please uh, turn out the light. But somewhere, God began to stir them up. Uh, and Israel had on their mind, we're going to survive. Israel had on their mind, we may be wiped out, but we're going to do our best to survive this attack. Uh, and before the Arab nation could strike, Israel launched a preemptive airstrike against the Egyptian airfields. As the Israel Air Force took to the sky, the first miracle of the war occurred. Jordanian radar detected the planes and tried to warn Egypt, but the Egyptians had changed their coding frequencies the previous day and had not yet updated the Jordanians with their new codes. The message never went through, giving Israel the element of surprise. The Egyptians had no time to react. The Israeli Air Force destroyed six Egyptian airfields and hundreds of Egyptian planes in a single day. Israel destroyed the Egyptian and Syrian Air Force. Uh, the Egyptian Air Force never had a chance to leave the ground. Somebody made up their mind, we ain't taking this sitting down. We can sit down and cry and let them just walk in and kill us and get it over with. Uh, but somebody took off their coat uh, and said, by God, uh, this is where I draw the line. I wonder if there's anybody in true church that's ready to say this is where I stop running. They said, we ain't waiting. We're going on the attack. And it worked. They looked. There was miracles. There was people saying, testifying of big, huge bins. Amen. And Iraq would surrender to these people that were not there. Israel would come up on them later and they'd have their hands up. Why did you lay down your guns? Where did you find soldiers that tall? Where did you find soldiers that mean? How'd you guys have that many? We didn't think you had that many. Because God was turning the tables on the devil. 
Some Russians ran out to start their vehicles and they would not start. They tried to raise their missiles and they would not raise. Why? Because God had put his hand on it. But you see, there was something going on Israel didn't even know about. Israel had begged Jordan, stay out of this. We don't want a problem with you. Just stay out of it. We're not trying to mess with you. And Jordan said, no, we're in on it. And Israel said, okay, if you want some, we're going to give it to you. Amen. And they went after Jordan. And the time it was said and done, and I'm cutting a lot out for time's sake, Israel owned three times the amount of land they started with. And they had said, Jordan, leave us alone. But God said, no, Israel, you want to survive. But I got a holy city that I'm giving back to you. You're just thinking survival. I'm thinking take the land. You're thinking, you're just hoping you're alive. But God said, no, I'm thinking getting back the Temple Mount. They come marching in. They walked into Jordan. They pushed back the enemy and they flung the flags over the wall and they ran and then the guy, one of the guys driving the Jeep ran and got his father-in-law who was a priest and the guy was in his room praying and he walked out and he said, come with me, dad. Why? We just took Jerusalem. The holy city is back. What you been waiting for? Come and stand on the temple mount one more time. Tears were streaming down their face. And, when the, and on the sixth day, God restored. And on the seventh day, he rested. And they sang, look what the Lord has done. Look what, everybody was against us. United States, we didn't need you, honey. God was on our side. God turned the tables. God turned the tables. It was an impossible victory. It was an impossible Israel already said we're going to die in the Holocaust. Another one. But they said, you know what? We're going to go down fighting. And God stepped in. He always does. Like that song goes. He turned on, I'm trying to think of. Oh, Jesus, help my memory. Oh, the Lord says the Lord came through. Anybody ever heard that? He heard their cry. He brought them out. He turned the tide. When there's nothing else you can do, just hold on. The Lord's going to come through. Here's the word of the Lord that God put on me for this church. I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's time to get out of survival mode. I'm not denying you ain't been through hell. I'm not denying you wondered if the doors were going to shut at times. I'm not denying the pain ain't real. And you're just begging to God that there's somebody left when the smoke settles and the dust clears. But God said if you want it, I don't want you just to survive. It's time to take the city of revival. It's time to take Jerusalem. You just want to survive. God wants to advance. Get out of survival mode, true church. The Holy Ghost says, get out of survival mode. God's got some flags he wants to fly. Lift your hands and love him. It just depends on how bad you want it. It just depends if you're ready to have the authority you're supposed to have of the Holy Ghost. It just depends on how much victory you want. You might be content with staying crumbled up in a corner 
and shivering and said, oh, if I can just make it, if the big bad devil just don't kill me, I'll be happy. Forget all that. Get out of that corner. Throw off that blanket and say, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood against you, hell. God's going to turn the tables on the devil because he heard my cry. <laughs> come on, lift your hand. Love him. Hallelujah. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Climb in your spiritual plane of prayer. Get in the Holy Ghost and go wipe out the devil's airfield, if you will. Devil, Jerusalem doesn't belong to you. Devil, the holy city doesn't belong to you. The same God that put us back together is going to give us the land we lost. Devil, Olathe don't belong to you. Satan, Olathe don't belong to you. Truth Church ain't yours. Revival don't belong to you. We're going to march and take back what God has told us we can have. We're going to march and we're going to take it. I'm getting out the flag. Devil, you started this and we're coming after you. It's time somebody drops some spiritual atom bombs on hell. It's time somebody drops some atom bombs on spiritual Egypt. It's time some spiritual, hallelujah. Come on, somebody kick the gates down and walk in and say, this is my miracle. This is my answer. Revival is mine. Folks, there's an explosive power in here right now. Some ants, come on. Say emotional isn't I'm preaching to you in the Holy Ghost tonight. There's some of you that's been through hell. You prayed, you fasted, and you held on. It's time to get out of survival. My God, I feel this. It's time to get out of survival mode. Put the, my God, I'm telling you the Holy Ghost, put the dirt back in the holes. We ain't burying nobody. I said get your spiritual bulldozer and shovel that dirt back in the graves. We ain't burying nobody. Israel, you wasted your time digging up those parks. You wasted your time digging those mass graves. God wasn't going to let you die. You should have listened to those priests that were quoting Deuteronomy saying, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. You could have saved yourself. I mean, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you worn out from digging your own grave. My God, quit digging it. Put that dirt back in it and have a move of the Holy Ghost. Because God is ready to fight for you. Come on. The majority of you here, I believe, believe it, and you're feeling what I'm feeling. 
Can I tell you there's hope for the rest? Get a hold of this. God is ready. You just got to surrender it to him. You can dig your grave or you can build an altar. It just depends. I'm not my notes, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. You can dig your grave or you can build your altar. It just depends on where you want to put your energy, baby. You can make plans for revival or you can make plans for walking out or going somewhere else. It just depends on what you want to do. I'm going to build me an altar. I'm going to build me an altar. I'm going to watch God. I'm not bailing out because the going got tough. God's going to flip the pieces. And when he puts one piece down, the entire board changes. One piece, Bishop Riggin. One piece and the whole spectrum changes. You can have an entire blackboard, Brother Jared, God puts one piece down and the whole board changes and in one service in one service you go from being inferior to being dominant you go from being the chasing to being the chaser one piece one soul praying through can change the entire spectrum Woo! 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 Come on! I'm telling the Holy Ghost, quit being persecuted and become the persecutor. Let the angel of the Lord chase him. Let the enemy get caught in his own snare. Don't you get caught in it? He asunda lakihoretai sakuranda. Sotoreta, he catay sonare, he let amaratore hataya. One piece away, one prayer away, one prayer away. You hear me? Holy Ghost said, one prayer away to somebody. What my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. One prayer away, somebody. One song away. My God, you can go home tomorrow and the whole thing be different. The circumstance changed. What happened? God turned the tables on the devil. Israel had no idea they was coming out of that six day war saying, we're going to glory in the Lord. They didn't realize they was coming out of that with all the land. They had no idea what they was coming out of that with. Can I tell you? You have no idea what's on the other side of this thing if you just give God the chance to turn the tables on the devil and not give up on him. Don't dig the grave. Get up and fight. There's a deep river here. I can just see it. I can see the board. And I can see the piece just flipping. And all of a sudden the whole board. And in Othello, you can go in one turn from being the loser to being the winner. And it's a game over. Don't you let the devil convince you he's got all the cards. 
God knows what's going on. God ain't ever sit up all night wringing his hands. He says, I'm looking for some desire. I'm almost through. You can stay where you are. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I don't think what I'm going to do is going to kill it. I think it could just very well add to it. Whoo! You, you look pretty healthy. You mind running? Can you run a little bit? Take your coat off. This is going to get serious. You'll help me out here. You guys look like you can run. Come here. I'm going to pick on you. Think you can run a little bit for me there? All right. You stay right there. You're going to be my reserve. Everybody back up. Clear these aisles. On the wall or something. Yeah, just, just you can just back up there for me. Yeah. Just clear the aisles for right now. Now, in my little analogy here, one of you have to be a devil. One of you have to be an angel. Don't take it personal. I tell you what, I'll put this off of me. Pastor, which one's the devil? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I always hate this part. I've, I have preached this at my church, another place that the Lord put it on my heart. I always hate this. So I'm not picking on you. So if whoever we pick to be the devil, that's really about the run. We'll see how this goes. Amen. I'll make you the devil. That work? I don't think you're a devil. You're probably a good guy. No hard feelings. Do me a favor. Come here, angel. You look like an angel. You an angel? You're grinning like an angel. You're grinning like a devil. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. I'm counting on you to catch him. So come here. Turn around. You face that way. Do me a favor. Go back here. These lights have dimmers? Okay. Don't worry. Just go back here and stand by the lights. We're going to do something. Plead my calls, O oh Lord. With them that strive with me, fight against them that fight against me. Take a hold of the shield and the buckler and stand up for my help. Draw out also thy spear and stop the way against them. Amen. That persecute me and say to my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as a chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Flip out a couple of these lights. Maybe them side lights. There you go. Flip out a couple more. Let's see what it looks. So I don't get too dark in here. Flip out another one. Let's see. Flip them out. Leave one or so. We want to, there, there we go. There we go. Right there is perfect. We're going to make their way dark and slippery. Anybody got any motor oil around here? <laughs> Throw it on the carpet for me right now. Do you got some? Take it up with pastor later. Just go do it right now. I'm kidding. Let their way, hallelujah, be dark and slippery. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that divides my hurt. Oh, let the angel of the Lord, angel, raise your hand, angel. Angel of the Lord, persecute them. And let the angel, without cause, have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause have they digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares. And let his net that he hath hid catch himself into the very destruction. Let him fall. It says in that verse 5, I think I skipped it. Let them be as a chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. David said, God's going to turn the tables on the devil. And instead of him chasing me, the angel's going to chase him. I want you to give it everything you got to let him from keeping to catch you. When I say go. And I want you to give it everything you got to catch him. The only rules is don't jump on the pews, but you can run any way you want. There's no direction. Folks, get out of the way. This, gonna get, this could get hairy. 
You think you could get him? I think you're pretty fast. You look pretty fast. You know what? Devil, move up a few bit. This is going to make this a little fair. Stop right there. Yeah. He, he just, he looks eager and he looks like he's in shape. And not that you ain't, but he just got a look in his eye. He's ready to get this. So when I say go, you get everything you got. And you don't got to run in a circle, devil. You can, you can do whatever you want to do. But your way is dark and slippery. And I hate to tell you this. I want you to try with everything you got to get away. But we are going to get you. It's all right to cheer. He's not a bad guy. We're going to get the devil, ain't we? He's not a devil. But we're going to get the real devil. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord's going to turn. Is true church tired of running? All of the angels ready here to chase the chaser. Go get him. Go, go. Come on, church. Ah, hallelujah. Come on. He's going to get the devil. Let the angel of the Lord persecute him. Let the angel of the Lord chase him. Oh, oh he's got him in a corner. Ah, there he goes. Come on. Let's work. Come on. Hallelujah. Ah, get him. Get him, angel. Get him, angel. That's all right. That's all. Ah, here he goes. Here he goes. He's wearing down. Ah, but you know what? You know what? If one can put a thousand to fight, two can put ten thousand to he got him. Somebody worship the Lord. Drag, drag that devil up here. Drag him up here. For right now, come here, angel. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time we tell the devil, you've chased this church long enough. You've persecuted us long enough. The angel of the Lord is on our side. Hallelujah. Put the lights on. Hallelujah. Because God has come to turn the tables on the devil. Hallelujah. I said God has come to turn the tables. Thank you, gentlemen. On the devil. Somebody rejoice in the Lord right now. I don't know how they changed the words. I heard them talking about it and admit. But you know what? God says it's time to go back to the enemy's camp and take what he's stolen from me. Take back what he's stolen from me. Let's gather to the front right now and lift our hands. Come on, somebody. Somebody come to music, if you will. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 